The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Saturday, July 11th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage today. The worst cigar brands of all time. <laughs> some are long gone and forgotten. Some we never forget. And some made it big. Is it stupid or is it genius? The worst cigar brand names ever. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And before I do my regular spiel, I want to give a shout out to Sam and Bradley, who paid me a visit uh, about a week ago. And it was Bradley that said, wow, you're just as much of a douche in person <laughs> as you are on the show. And I figured that deserved a shout-out. So he gets his shout-out. You're listening to The Cigar Authority now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened-to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, joining us from CLE, Aroa, and Asylum Cigars, which could or could not make the list, we'll see, <laughs> is the New England sales rep and a guy who's been in the business for a long time, Jim Price. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Thank you. So you see, uh, I don't know if you knew what, exactly what we were going to do today here, but um, you've been around the cigar industry a long time, uh, almost as long as I have in retail. And uh, now you do it um, going around from store to store. So you certainly see more brands than I see. So maybe some of these are going to uh, jog a memory from old days. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to have something to add at the end and say, hey, you missed this one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it should be interesting. Yeah, it should be good. <clears throat> um, so um, you're out there, COVID-19, you're back on the road. How's things? Well, it's going well. Yeah, yeah I got back on the road um, roughly like the second week of May. So it's been a, a big, a bit of a challenge. With you know, some stores' hours have changed. Uh, people started out with curbside. Some have shrunk their week to two or three days. Certain windows, but uh, it's going well. All right. Yeah, starting Come, to pick coming up. Coming back. Yeah, people are starting to get outside, and uh, you know, especially up here, we've been fortunate with not that many cases, if you will, versus right. other areas. But uh, yeah, here all New England's doing pretty good right now. Overall, yeah, yeah. So yep. that's good. Things are starting to loosen up for sure. All right, so today we're going to talk about this crazy cell, one of the cigar brands you, you have, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, actually, in the next hour, we'll smoke one of them, but it's Asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy name, right? Um, Correct. What, what did you think when you first, we, we, you weren't with the company then at that time, Asylum Correct. comes out, what did you think? This is crazy? Um, I, didn't, I wouldn't say it was crazy. I think it's a very unique name. A yeah. 13, kind of a you know, unlucky number, yeah. Asylum 13, uh, enter the Asylum. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't really put much thought into it as a, it didn't come off to me as a gimmick or if you will. All right. Uh, yeah. Especially after smoking one. Yeah. yeah. How about the sizes you thought it was? Yeah. I mean, the sizes are, are, are up there. And uh, we I, don't have a 90 ring gauge yet. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As you said, yeah. We so do that. have an 80, a 70 and an 80, but uh, I, I'm typically a smaller ring gauge. But I think even to Christian Aroa, who owns the company, 
he did, he thought it was crazy. And it right. Wasn't be- oh, yeah. He had told Tom that he was a lunatic. Yeah. yeah and we'll see what happens. But let's with do it. it. Let's right. do it. That's right. <laughs> and it turns out to be a bigger <laughs> sell, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's what yeah. we'll talk about today. Yeah. We'll get into that because some of these things look crazy to me. You know, I'll tell you some of the brands over the years that I thought were nuts and I wouldn't take them on. They end up becoming some of the biggest brands in, in the world. And, um, also, some of the crazy things I thought, well, that's good, ends up being the most ridiculous thing, and it was a total failure. So we'll get into it and dig into it. But first, uh, let's light up the first cigar. Jonathan, what do we have here? Today's first cigar, Dave, is the CLE Corojo 1118 size. It's manufactured in Honduras by CLE. The size is 1118. It's a specialty size. And if I'm not mistaken, the that's uh, Christian's mother's birthday. Correct. Right? Yep. Uh, the wrapper's Corojo, the binder's Corojo, and the fillers are comprised of Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Peruvian. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $8.79. Well, a box of 25 is $194.99. That's a savings of almost $25, or 12% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Um, this is a unique size, and you just said the size is 11 by 18 without saying the measurements of the size. But what's different is if you have it from the care package, you'll notice that the center of it is bigger than... It's bulbous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a, a snake that swallowed something, right? Mm-hmm. You got going on here. Um, what What is the difference in between a varing gauge? How much of, di- of a difference of the bulbous part? It's, it goes to like a 46 down to like a 44. Okay. Four. 45, if you will. Yeah. It's in, in the Figurado family. Yeah. Yeah. Very famous shape for the company. But, uh, you, it gives but you unique the, to just you. Correct. Yeah. 1118. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and as I understand it, that's the, they get that bulbous section by overlapping the tips of the tobacco. So they'll break the leaf and have the front end going backwards. And then the back part of the cigar, the tips are pointing forward. So... I'll tell you, it's always the most unique tasting of the line. Mm-hmm. You make many sizes, and then you smoke the 1118. It's a different animal. It's a different cigar. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's when it's... So pay attention as you smoke it in, as you get to that bulbous pot, the change-up that ends up happening here. What should happen here? It should pop at that point. Oh, right? definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah the the full strength of the crow is demonstrated for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Okay. Spicy fig. In, mm. Like you put. You look at it. the look at the foot of it. It looks like a, a swirl, like a, a cinnamon bun. Cinnamon bun swirl. If you were to take a fig Newton, and you got to have a very sharp knife for this, and you cut off all of the cake around the fig, and you sprinkle a little cayenne pepper, that's the cold draw. Can mm. you just start with the fig? Or you, you must... It must yeah, any more been, than that? Or? I have it cinnamon. Very faint. Yeah, cinnamon. Every time I smoke anything with a red band on it that looks like this, I taste cinnamon. Really? Coincidence? I Perhaps. think not. No. <laughs> it's not cherry. It's cinnamon. It's cinnamon. <clears throat> We're going to light our cigar today with the Landshark by Lotus. The Landshark by Lotus features three jets, double wall protection... 
easy adjustment at the bottom, and a very large fuel reservoir. Ah. I see Landshark by Lotus retails for $19.99. Okay. It's also a beer, too, is it not? I believe it is, it's yes. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Well, I thought this was mine, and you forgot to bring a lighter up here because this is what um, I regularly use. Yes, you do. I've been using Soft Flame lately. Yeah. yeah the old Bic. Yeah. I don't know why. Bic. Yeah. Bic. <laughs> yeah, well, Bic didn't advertise on the show, so oh, sorry, we man. don't talk about them. The Bic Flip. Flick. Uh, Bic Flick. A common lighter. <laughs> that's how it started. Yeah. Flick your Bic. Flick, flick your, your Bic. Bic. Yeah, that's how it ended up happening. <laughs> So you're back on the road, but yes. no trade show. No trade show. But you guys are doing a traveling road show. Yes, we are. So yeah. what is that all about? Well, um, we're going to have, um, basically, we're going to take the trade show to the, con to the uh, retailer um, in lieu of the PCA being canceled this year, obviously, for obvious reasons in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, so Christian and Tom and several of our people from our staff in, the, uh, in Miami are coming up, and we're going to do a uh, private dinner uh, presentation, sales presentation. And then have dinner and then place orders. So we're going to have specials uh, like we normally would at the trade show. So we're kind of bringing it to a, uh, New England, and that's actually traveling around the United States. Um, yeah, how many each, different places? Uh, it's going to end up being an eight or ten wow. overall. So I think I think four have been done or now, or six have been done. Oh, so they already did it. We already started, yeah. All right. started in Texas. So yeah. the, instead of everybody going to one place, which sounds very easy, everybody just go to one place, it's the executives from the company going to every area, 10 different areas. Correct. And um, you as the rep show up at your area one along with the retailers in that area that show up. Correct. Yeah. Yep. And is it a presentation where here's our cigars or is it? It's going to be both actually. Okay. So Tom and uh, Christian are going to give the history of the company um, in a full, you know, I haven't seen it yet, but they'll have a full-blown presentation. Uh, from the very beginning of the company to, to where we are now, and then we'll introduce some new blends, and then uh, go from there. And they smoke the cigar, and, and then exactly, yeah. and just like at a trade show, they go up and place their order. Exactly, this is what I want. Okay, yep. and trade show deals. Yes. Yeah. So, it's a lot, if this listen, I don't know if you heard that the whole staff at the PCA has been let go. No, I did not. All right, yeah. so that happened last week that they oh, wow. um, furloughed. Um, I guess is a better word for it. Um, they furloughed everybody, okay. including the head guy, all gone. Oh wow! So there is nobody, and um, it's always a bad side when the when the store is closed and there's nobody working. You know, is how I look at it. Yeah. And um, what does that mean? Does that um, will it? Be, you know, everybody was wondering if there was a show this year. Will there be a show next year? Is really something to start thinking about now. Because um, it, it takes what? it takes a solid year to put that show on. This is when a lot of planning. Yeah. yeah, and this is yeah. when you're gonna stop working. Yeah, crazy. Uh, I know somebody that was called uh, all week last week to try to get boot space, and the phone just rang and rang and rang, and nobody answered. Oh wow! And that was before they announced it, and then they announced it, and they said, "Oh, you know why they weren't answering the phone? Because nobody works there anymore." Wow, I did so, not see that. Was, yeah. that come, was that publicized? Yes, like the yeah, yeah. A, pr that? a press oh. release came out. Oh, wow. And, yeah. uh, I did not see that. Yeah, so it was crazy. But um, 
We'll see how that ends up going. So I think it's smart for people to look at alternative things for CLE to end up doing this. I know Rocky Patel's doing it, and other people are end up, you know, let's figure out some way to, mm. to show our new goods. Because how does the new, I don't know what it is they're going to show new, but I need to see it. Right. So short of giving the rep that, but you get everybody together all at once, and uh, here it is in a presentation, and maybe it's going to play out better. Uh, although I got to imagine they have a lot of expenses going to 10 different cities and doing this. Yeah. Well, it's going to be substantially less than setting up the trade show, for sure. Okay. Without a doubt. So I think the thought process is on that. You know, say it costs X amount for the trade show, it's certainly going to be way less than that to travel. Yeah, it can't. I mean, bring it's it a million dollars for a company your size to go minimum. Yeah, paying all whatever the staff, comes, everything, yeah, booth the, space, the hotel rooms, samples, the flights, right. everything, yeah, 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 that's crazy. So it's it's substantial. I mean, you know, you you, you set up a booth as well, so yeah, you can imagine. Um, but I think this is a, an interesting idea. Christian came up with it over Memorial Day weekend, so we're pulling it off. And did it pretty damn fast. Put this yeah. All together oh like yeah. This. He was he was adamant. So all we're right. like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll get yeah. it together. Well, yeah. I can't personally wait to to see how it goes. And uh, this may the world's going to change after this, one way or the other. Yeah. Things oh, are going to end up changing. So this may be the new normal of of the way things go because we were seeing the trade show dropping each year and oh, each yeah. year. So maybe this is the the, the new better way. We'll see. Uh, okay, we're talking about uh, brand names today. So we're smoking the CLE, CLE, three letters. What does that mean? That's uh, Christian's uh, initials, Christian Lewis Aroa. Okay. And, it's and that's the name, the name of the company, company yeah. Too. So CLE Cigar Company. And then we have the uh, Asylum brand as well, along with Aroa and Winwood. So there's four four in the uh, CLE Cigar family, four brands. Okay. And you have the sweet-tipped one? Oh, that's yes. That's the insidious. That's in within the asylum. Brand. Oh, that's an insidious. Uh, that's an asylum cigar. Asylum yeah. cigar. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, as we were kind of little jokingly when we lit the cigar up today, um, you heard uh, Jonathan say a little, little something different than he normally did on purpose. Because uh, I'm a douche. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> as as it was said, right? It's um, terrible. <laughs> The care package uh, people that um, get the care package on um, the people that are in Prime, which is they pay an extra $5, they get an extra cigar, um, they're playing a little game as it just started right now, and it's bingo. And everybody got um, these, uh, these bingo cards, and um, on the bingo card is instead of B17 or a number like that, it is a phrase that we say on the show often. Uh, or have said, or maybe will say, and when they get it, and each one of them is randomized, so it went through a randomizing thing, so everybody's card is different, and then they X off when they hear something being said, and they make an X until they get five across, five up and down, uh, five diagonally, whatever five happens, then they're going to go on to, um, well, it says it on their card anyway, where to go. Um, if the, the phrase has to be exact, phrased exactly correct and we're going to keep track as it goes on when we end up hearing ourselves do one we're going to uh, keep track and put an x on it no knowing we did it and they get that they take a picture of it with their phone they email that picture to the website that says on there and the first person that gets it correctly will win a box of the cigars we're smoking at that time when they send that in 
or the last cigar, let's assume it was after the show, the last cigar, whatever that is, if we have that last cigar. If we don't have that last cigar, which happens to be the last cigar we have on the show today, we don't have that, we have to go back to the box mm-hmm. before that. Whatever it is that we can possibly do, they're going to win a box of cigars. And we can get away with this because you were in the care package and you bought cigars. Therefore, yep. you can win the cigars. So we tried to look at every legality that we could probably do here. But listen, don't bust our balls at the end of this thing. We're just trying to have fun. <laughs> and I don't want this to turn into a fight over it. We're just doing a little fun thing. So uh, just a heads up. Of, Speaking uh, of fun things, so Alan Gold released on his Facebook all the new lighters that are coming out. Sort of did a little Facebook I saw that. trade show. And I commented because he had all the all the stats on what this lighter has as far as features and benefits. And it has a, an exceptionally large fuel reservoir, which is what I used as the, the line today. Oh, is that what they said? The That's what he said. So I, I jumped on and I said, but does it have the patented big ass tank? And he said, yes, it does. And then he went on and did 10 more advertisements and never said big ass tank. So Alan, come on, go with it. And uh, everybody can now check that off. <laughs> so that's how, that's how this works. If you're not a care package member, if you're a regular um, member of the care package and not prime, uh, you can just uh, email um, and say, I want to be switched over, uh, or give the store a call and say, you want to be switched over, um, or stay right where you, were, where you are and, and enjoy it. And thank you for that, too. If you're not a care package member at all, I think you're out of your mind. You listen to the show and you're not being part of this thing. It's part of the fun also. All we're trying to do is have fun. That's it. So uh, Exactly. All the rules are there, so don't bust our balls. We're just having fun, and one person's going to win, and that's really, it. Really, the Prime always has something interesting as the fifth cigar. We've, we've had, what, uh, firecrackers in yeah. there? Yeah, we, put some, we try to put a little something... Something and, a little different. Well, especially if it's something that's more rare that we're not able to get a thousand right. of something. So um, we'll, it's, it's a less number, of course, and that'll be the, the one. Or we only have so many of these. Well, it's going to have to be to the um, prime ones, or it's not at all. So those are our options that we do. But okay, let's get to it. Uh, the worst cigar brands ever. So uh, this was fun to actually putting it together. And uh, as a student of marketing, I've always been blown away with some of the uh, manufacturers' names that they create over the years. Uh, Some embarrassing to say, some hard to pronounce, some not in English. Uh, By the way, uh, U.S., which is 80% of the cigar-smoking population, we speak English. And you tend to go (laughs) to these Spanish-sounding names that sometimes or do not translate properly as said. But uh, we'll get into that as we go on. So uh, there's been some crazy stuff out there, some uh, called stupid over the years. Um, A good, for instance, was the first time I heard the brand Acid. Mm -hmm. I thought it was crazy. I thought um, it was uh, not only the world's worst cigar brand name to call it, but... um, I never thought it would sell. I refused to carry it. And this is um, through Jonathan Drew... And he had two brands before that, and we bought heavy into the first two brands he had, and they were failures. And the third one came out, it was acid, and I said, there's no way I'm buying this one, because I know better, this one's stupid, and that's the one that takes off and becomes one of the biggest selling cigar brands in the world. So sometimes these things are crazy. Still to this day, I think acid. Who wants to put acid in their mouth? 
But it's, know, it's easy to remember. It's short. It's one syllable. One word. Well, yeah. one word. It's two syllables. But that I think that's part of the magic of it. It's e- certainly easy to remember. Boy, everybody was against it at the very beginning of this thing. And that's what I'll, what I'll, how I'll stand up for him and say, um, as ridiculous as it was and all the bullshit he had to hear about this thing, he stuck to it and he kept going and it paid off at the very end. That's for sure. So I went way back to the very beginning to see the crazy stuff that was out there. I went back to 1890 wow. and finding the first um, things that were seem negative or crazy names um, in New York in 1890, there was a brand called Chump. Pretty stupid, right? Chump. Be- yeah. Because buying it as a retailer, you're a chump if you buy the cigar. <laughs> and there were lots of brands. And that's how I would look at it. I thought it was bad. Um, well, you're a chump, right? I, I've been is. called worse. <laughs> worse, right? Uh, Pennsylvania, there was a cigar, three for five cents. They were called Misfits. Because there was old, the old five cent cigars, but these were three for five cents because these were Misfits. And the brand stuck around for quite a while. American Cigar Company in Westfield, Massachusetts, in 1902, had a brand called Old Nut. <laughs> that that term has a, different, it has a different connotation now in 2020. <laughs> had a picture of an old lady on the box. At least it, it wasn't was, a semen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pennsylvania, 1911, a brand called OK. It was a oh, long man. filler cigar. It sold for two for five cents. And it was OK. How is it? It's it okay. OK. It's OK. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's terrible marketing. Um, is it though? I mean, it's it's something that it got us to chuckle you're, you're and, and got us talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Well, Davidoff the Davidoff factory is called the OK factory. That's what it's called. Oh, really? Yeah. I know that. Um, it has to do with Occidental, which is what the what the uh, company is called. But it says OK on it. And it's like mm. big, beautiful building. Okay, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, this one's worse. Um, New York. 1912, Rotten. Yeah, that's a cigar brand called Rotten. Um, gone but not forgotten. Right on the box. Rotten. Rotten. Um, Ohio, 1913. There's a play here. Things happening over and over and over. So somebody sees it and says, no, oh, that's not bad. And they have a cigar brand called, because there's a Rotten and there's an okay, No Appeal. <laughs> that's the brand, No Appeal. That's that- dumb. That one doesn't make sense. Apparently had no appeal. Didn't last. R.J. Reynolds, okay. a cigarette company, in 1937 had a brand called Humbug. As in Bar Humbug? Yeah. Mm-hmm. California had a brand out there called Suckers. Smoke the Suckers cigar. Suckers. Yeah, there's nothing good about that. No, yeah. these are there's bad a, names, right? There's nothing good about that. Uh, and all well, negative, negative appeal to it, right? This is how I feel about acid, too. It's putting acid in your mouth. It would burn. It would be terrible. You wouldn't want to do it. Um, sucker's a lollipop name, like an all-day sucker, right? Big lollipop. They call them all-day sucker. All-day suckers, yeah. yeah. But you suck on them. Right? Yeah. So always you suck on a cigar, right? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. There was a brand out there called CYCO. C-Y-C-O. Psycho. Ah. C-Y-C-O. Hmm. Um, 
And that was before the Psycho 7 and Piet, which was PSYCO and all that stuff, and before Asylum. But there was where that first started out in the early 1900s. And uh, one for you, Jonathan. You'd probably buy this cigar. Um, Is it pink? <laughs> Baldy. <laughs> <laughs> I would give it a try. A Baldy Robusto. Bald. Can't have a band on it, though. Had a picture of a bald guy on the box cover um and it was called baldy and i guess the head of a cigar is baldy but th that's what they did and the, the i got i got pages and pages of these things oh great but uh uh it's time it's to take bad a, being bald right he always wears a hat though uh, this one has a can opener too yeah okay uh it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at asylum cigars it's time for news from the insane asylum. <laughs> Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> The national animal of Scotland is the unicorn. Unicorns are found in many mythical stories. The unicorn is a legendary creature, often described as a white horse-like or goat-like animal. But they don't really exist. I'm going to say it again. Scotland has the national animal of the unicorn. That's not only insane, that's asylum. Is that a true story? Google it. Yeah. <laughs> so it must be true. It's a unicorn. unicorn. Hmm. Any cigar brands named Unicorn? I don't think so. Well, not a brand. Not a brand, but a You're not a supposed cigar. to play Leapfrog with one, I'll Is tell you that. Is that Steve Saka, the Unicorn? Yeah, he's got the yeah. Unicorn. It's, it's a, That's in under his Moistra de Saka line. So it's a, it, it's a size. Yeah. The Unicorn is a size of a cigar. Yeah, I mean, each of those is unique in size and blend. I can honestly say I've never seen a Unicorn. There's a lot of cigar brands with animals. because they don't exist. Lots of animal names when it comes to it. And I got a whole bunch of them right here. I mean, and I'm going to get to it, but first. As much as I hate to say it, I've smoked a unicorn. $100 cigar. Not on a smoker, but yeah, an actual cigar. Yeah. Very good. Yeah? I've never had it. Not going for no hundred. Nothing tastes like $100. No. No. <laughs> no. Uh, what do you think of uh, the CLE Corojo 1118 well, for taste? let me give you some feedback from our chat. Okay. Uh, Tracker Gift says, if you make a homemade pecan pie, then scoop the center of the pie, sprinkle a healthy amount of cinnamon on the bottom of the crispy crust, and take a bite, that is See, his cigar. The, and the bottom <laughs> of the crispy crust is the key. I think he's right pretty there. damn on. There's, get him down here. He's hired. Now... <laughs> On the other hand, Beer and Beard says you take a pretzel rod, wipe off all the salt, but that salt lingers a bit, then put a little baking cinnamon and blow it onto the pretzel. It's pretty much saying the same thing. It's bread-like with a little crunch. You can feel the crunch and the cinnamon and in there. And you think they, got, they both nailed it? They, they both it. there? And they you got that it. too? And I can't take it away from it. You're tasting some smoke, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's Bill, Bill Burr. Burr. That was Bill. That's comedian oh, Bill Burr, yeah. who on his podcast brought up, he listened to a podcast. It was this one. 
Bill Burr, <laughs> and it was Mr. Jonathan saying a ridiculous thing like he does, and that's the response from Bill Burr. Right. But he said it away from us not bringing us the name, so I dare him to actually come on the show and say it to, the, to our faces. That's what I say. And, you know, maybe we can teach him how to get these flavors. Mm. And I, I believe uh, I did cut that segment, but I believe he did specifically mention cinnamon. Yes. <laughs> he smoked our ogre, too. Yeah, it, it, I, I saw that on yeah. Bill. <clears throat> and this was from the Bill Burt podcast, mm -hmm. which is where they smoke the ogre. Yeah, he doesn't taste the taste. But he's off guys a, in the chat room do. But he's, he's, a he's off to a good start, though. He's tasting smoke. It's I don't think he's that funny, actually. Oh, he's funny. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. He's funny. <laughs> wow. He's funny. I don't think that comment was too funny, but he's funny. He's funny. He can't hit a home run every single time. But this is, this is great, and this is the right size for this line. Sizes are good and everything. What did I have this morning? What was the cigar I smoked this morning? Aroa. First oh, one was a Roa. Uh, okay, I was thinking it was a different CLE, but it was a Roa because this one much more spicy. Mm. This has way, much more weight than the, yeah. the first one. Yeah, that's a Colorado wrapper. Yeah, that's a medium cigar. So we'll see as this gets to the bulbous part how what changes up. But let's take a break. When we come back, naming cigars after animals sounds like it would never work, but a lot of people did it over the years, including me. Some companies named it after unpleasant foods and some even after the dead. The worst cigar brands ever continue. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars, 
I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes. Four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Christian Eiroa from CLE, Asylum, and Eiroa. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back. We are smoking CLE Corojo 1118 with Jim Price from CLE. And uh, we're talking about bad names, bad cigar brands over the over all the years since cigars have been out. There's lots of them. Uh, before I get to it, each time I turn over to this way, those that are watching on YouTube or Facebook is Miss Jonathan's new appearance uh, with, the, with the new uh, mustache. Um, I don't know. All I can think of is the village people... Uh, <laughs> Is that glue? No. 
What it is is I, I wanted to shave my beard because it was getting to be oppressive, the amount of upkeep on it. And it was so long. I was proud of it. I thought if I did the Fu Manchu, I could have these little extensions coming down. But it turns out this takes five extra minutes to maintain when I'm shaving. So it's off after today. Somewhat yeah. even. Not too bad. But you can leave in this thing over here underneath. I'm not lip. discussing what's happening with my <laughs> facial hair on the show. You'll there'll just be, see it there'll be something. when you see it. There'll be something next week different. There'll be something different. All right. Yeah, that's disturbing. I don't like it. It's very disturbing. Yeah. It's, it's, Isn't it? It's <laughs> uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable. But uh, Most people would call it a biker stash or a Fu Manchu. All I can see is the village people thing. And I've seen you without the hat on. It's even worse when the hat's off. I agree with you there. There that's, we go. That's why the hat's on. All right. <laughs> all right. So uh, we're going over uh, the worst cigar brand names of all time. And uh, we got lots of them, but um, as I say, Animals got very popular as a name. Everybody was doing it at one time. Uh, I don't know why they were popular, uh, because actually the ones I'm going to read out, none of them are around anymore, so I, I don't think they had longevity to them. Um, in 1986, there was a brand in New York called Rat Tails. Rat Tails. Mm. Um, and I think it was a pretty popular brand, because later on, Another company, their competitor, came out with a brand called Velvet Rat Tails to compete against Rat Tails because obviously everybody's buying Rat Tails, so they came. I would with, expect there'd be a lawsuit at that point. That's yeah, that could be construed as confusing to the yeah. public. Well, Velvet Rat Tails. There is a Velvet Rat. There now. is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yes, 1886. There is. 1886. Is if you said 1986, I would understand because the Rat Tail was in back then. People had them. Yeah. King Dodo. How's that one? King Dodo. After I, the Dodo bird. I the Dodo like bird. It. Everybody's favorite. Yeah. Whatever happened to the Dodo bird? It, it went extinct. extinct yeah, right? yeah, gone. It's gone. So is the cigar brand. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking Frog. Yeah. No, it's no good. I don't want to buy any of these so far. Lord Lobster. Must have been a New England thing, right? <laughs> now, what makes Lord Lobster a loser and Lord Byron a winner? That's my question. Byron is a person, not a... Not a crustacean. Crustacean, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the crabs or the lobsters, right? The smoke. Byron. Black sheep. The black sheep of the family. The no. black sheep of cigars. It was a that black one I could sheep. see. I could see that one having legs. Yeah. How about all wool? It's a cigar, but it's all wool. Hmm. Sounds like a sweater. Maybe instead of tobacco inside the box, they, they just had fleece. <laughs> Or if you bought it, you got fleeced. <laughs> However, that worked. Like that. There was a brand called Teddy Bear. Yeah. Stupid. Uh, they're all stupid. Gopher. Gopher. Never heard of that. Uh, quail on toast. I did actually Google some of this. Yeah. And yeah. I saw that one. Quail, quail on, on toast. toast. It's like from the 1800s or something. It's crazy. Rattler. Quail's a tasty bird. A rattler. Which would be the rattler I could see. Yeah, that one's pretty good. So spider, an old brand here in New Hampshire, uh, smoked a spider, um, which was later a short time with seven twenty four. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, recluse, um, the other spider one. Um, there was a spider web, a brand called Spider Web. Do you know the paper inside the box of cigars? Mm -hmm. Some of them have no markings on of them and some of them are pressed and if you look at the press it's a spider web that's what what they call that tissue that wraps around the no kidding bundle is spider web which is some of them you look at some 
old brands that still do it and they press it and it's a spider web that's on here and that's that goes way back there was a b b e e there was a yellow yellow hornet and there's yellow jacket that still exists that's me yellow jacket uh made, made by, by perdomo. perdomo yep um there was a black bat mm-hmm. that was so successful there was a red bat and the Beaver's Dam, and the Beaver's Dam on the box of cigars says a damn good smoke. <laughs> Punny. I suppose that's better than just the Beaver. Right. The Beaver. You know, there's a liquor store in California called Beaver's Liquor, <laughs> and they actually sell more T-shirts than they do alcohol. Everybody goes there and buys Beaver Liquors T-shirts. Yeah, there's a store in Massachusetts called Bunghole. Liquors. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the hole in a, in a barrel. The bunghole. Yeah? Yep. It's, are these in good a wine things? barrel. Yeah, it's just a play on words. So there's nothing good here, in, including uh, <laughs> Yellow Jacket. So and, perfect. And this group of... And the whole idea is that they're bad, but um, maybe there's some new ones coming out, but let's find out right now and find out what's up in the cigar world with Mr. Jonathan. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. Bunghole. New cigar? Bunghole? No? <laughs> it's B-U-N. <laughs> the Premium Cigar Association and Cigar Rights of America announced that the United States Court of Appeal for the District of Columbia Circuit found flaws in the FDA's deeming rule regulations on cigars and held that the FDA did not do the necessary work to show an effect of large cigar warning labels on reducing smoking rates. It is not requiring health warnings on packaging and in advertising for cigars and pipe tobacco. The court found that the FDA's subjecting premium cigars to warning requirements to be arbitrary and capricious and in violation of the Administrative Procedures Act, insofar as the agency failed to provide a reasoned explanation for this action. Both decisions further affirm the package, I'm sorry, the message that the FDA's regulation of premium cigars is flawed and exceeds its authority without justification. So we don't have to put warning labels on. Correct. There we go. That's awesome. I guess I could have just said that. Or that. (laughs) But there's the detailed information. On the heels of the 2019 launch of the Henry Clay Warhawk, Altatus USA is releasing the limited edition Henry Clay Warhawk Rebellious Limited Edition next week. A collaboration between Rafael Nadell and AJ Fernandez, the Henry Clay Warhawk Rebellious is handmade in Nicaragua with just 1,200 boxes produced and is shipping next week. For a complete list of all new cigars for 2020 and beyond, catch the August 1st, the Cigar Authority podcast, where... We will smoke the new Henry Clay and dig deep into what's coming and let you know all about him. Today would have been the first ever PCA, formerly the IPCPR trade show in Las Vegas, but was canceled due to coronavirus. Should temperature? 
115. Huge. Crazy. It was 115 yesterday. I, I was kind of happy. I was sad yeah. I wasn't going. Then I saw the temperature oh. and I go, oh, I'm good. Can you interrupt between stories, not in the <laughs> middle of one story? All right, go ahead. Despite the entire staff of PCA having been let go on furlough, 2021 is scheduled for July 10th through the 13th in Las Vegas. And the Cigar Authority plans to be there to cover it if it happens. Now, if you'd like to add commentary on between stories. Okay, if it happens. If it happens. I think that's a coin flip. I'd like to see it happen. I, mean, I do, too. Yeah, piano people lose their job and all that. And, and, and well, it's, it's, Listen, the, what, what you just saw there on the first thing, that there's no warning labels. The, the PCA or IPCPR had everything to do with that. That was a joint effort with a lot of people, but uh, it was a big thing that, that that ended up happening. Imagine those a quarter of the, a third of each box, the front <coughs> and the top, was going to be a warning label, and it's not. So The amen. boxes are art. Most yeah. of them are art. Yeah. And at the same time, CL, the CLE traveling trade show events have begun with Christian Aroa and Tom Lazuka hosting trade shows across the United States with a New England edition happening this Thursday right here in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Also, Rocky Patel Cigars is teaming up with Oliva and others with their traveling trade show happening right over the border in Haverhill, Massachusetts next Tuesday and Wednesday. The Cigar Authority will report back with the possibility of the new way cigar trade shows might be happening in the future. And that's what's up in the cigar world. There we go. I think uh, that there's going to be something to this. I don't know about the virtual stuff. Yeah. I think people it, it, are zoomed out. <laughs> yeah, zoom during the, the zoom makes Dave feel overexposed. No, but yeah. what also happens is you, I'm going to tell you the truth. As I'm doing those zoom calls, I'm multitasking, and that's not what you want to happen. I try not to, but then it, when it goes on and somebody's going on for a long time, next thing I know, I'm looking at some mail and I'm looking over there, or somebody walks in the office and they're saying something to me and. I'm not giving 100% of my attention. I want to give 100% of my attention, but the longer it goes and the less interaction that's going, it's a one-way conversation. Mm. I don't know. It's nice. It's it's the best. If it ends up working, it's the best thing because it costs nobody nothing. Nobody flies anywhere or anything like that. But I think face-to-face, and, and for your sake, you got to hope as a traveling salesperson, you know, you don't want to see it go away that, you don't think this has any value to it. Right, well, obviously, right. it's it huge. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, what does a company do when they have no rep in an area for a long period of time and then the rep comes back in? Sales go up, right? So right. There's, there's a value to it. So don't think, uh, uh, Mr. Manufacturer out there, you don't, you don't need it. We always talk about this industry as a relationship industry. I don't know if a relationships, you make many relationships over the phone, right? Or on Very Zoom. tough. Yeah. yeah. I guess it could happen, but even with even with when we had curbside, you know, you got a guy that gets a box of cigars and a handful of singles because he walks around and wants to know what's new. It was just give me my box of cigars. Yeah, conversations over. Yeah, just and that's that is face to face, but you don't have the product face to face. You need both. Yeah, absolutely. So next week's going to be an interesting show. We are doing the Padrone comparison. People have talked over the years of their regular line versus their 1964 anniversary line versus the 1926. How do they differentiate each single one? We're going to actually smoke them all on the show, side-by-side comparisons, and really break it down to see what the difference is between all the Padrones. Uh, The following week, July 25th, it's the top 10 Maduro cigars. And we have, I have the list of both of you guys and mine. We'll put it together, scramble it, and come up with a Cigar Authority 
best Maduro cigars coming up. So lots coming up on the Cigar Authority, so stick around for that. But let's get back to it. Let's get back to the worst cigar brand names of all time. And now we're getting a more modern day. Do you have any letters? Do they, you know, cigar A, cigar B, cigar C? We have that coming up too. That's in the care package. You know no, I meant for worst names. That would be a terrible name. Uh, there's a Siri A, right? Mm-hmm. There's a Siri A brand. Um, in the 1990s, you're going to remember this. I sold a cigar. I thought it was stupid, but I took it on anyway. I was interested to see what it would do. Fighting cock. Yeah. Do you remember it? I remember it well. That was the first trade show I ever went to, the RTDA, 1996. And you said, what the hell is what this? What the hell is this? Did you buy I, it? I did. <laughs> so this, this is the new, interesting thing, well, and so did I. And to be honest with into you, it, it was a lousy it. cigar. Yeah, it was horrible, horrible. The Splendid Seed um, Cigar yes. Company. Yes, oh my God. Yeah. They had the huge banner and everything. Double happiness. Second. Came hey. in like double happiness. Came yeah. in like a bubblegum box almost. You, you two jokers, you see the, the name. It's mm. stupid. You yeah. smoke the cigar. It's terrible. Yeah. I'll take 10 boxes of each size, please. But back then, everything sold. And if you didn't have any cigars on the shelf, you, yeah. you were out. So really, the question when you walked up at a trade show booth is, are you willing to ship me my entire order? If the answer is yes, here's the order. Yeah, I don't know what the criteria was. <laughs> it was, it, it was, sounds <laughs> like that's what it was, because yeah. you smoked it, and it was terrible. It was Indonesian? Mm-hmm. Indonesian. It had Indonesian. Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember what the... The whole makeup of it was, yeah. It was, that that booth stood out. Uh, that that they they spent money on that. Like, yeah, that was a big, yeah, big deal back then. That's when yeah. Macanu had all the of giant cocks on the the billboard well, behind him. Cock is a bird. Yeah. I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's called double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> and he, I remember even well versed in cock. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> yeah. Well versed. <laughs> I remember putting. Is them that on the, on the list, by the way? <laughs> exactly. I said, "Is anybody going to put a fighting cock in their mouth?" Right. And are people going to buy it? But people would bring them up, and they would say, "Really? You know, like this is terrible. I'll take two. <laughs> so it sold. The cigar brand should have. It, it sold because everything sold, but it went away when when you could get real cigars. It went away, but it wasn't around long. Yeah. Um, how about, um, and we smoked this on the show before, because, and we said it was a terrible one, was Smoking Ass. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid it, name, bad cigar. Yeah. I don't remember that one. Um, so how not to market a brand? Lesson number one, don't say it will kill you. True. Right? That should be lesson number one. There was a cigar brand out there called Undertaker's Long Delights. Undertaker's Long Delights. Hmm. So the Undertaker was delighted to sell these long cigars because he had business, you. right? Uh, there was another one called Coffin Tax. Jesus. And another one called The Quick Dead. Hmm. Uh, matching food and cigar sounds appealing sometimes, but not with these. There was a brand called Onion. Smoke the Onion. Says on the box, smoke the onion. Doesn't sound tasty, right? No. no. Uh, Collins Egg came out in 1893, and 100 years later, Drew Estate came out with the egg because it was a good idea. Fuente has an egg too, don't they? They put the football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they do. I don't know if they, they, they call opus. it the egg. I don't know if they call it an egg, but they have an opus. Looks like a football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Uh, there was a brand uh, called Help Yourself. That was the brand. Help yourself. (laughs) 
And uh, it went away because everybody was taking them. <laughs> the theft rate was it's over the top. Like Abby Hoffman's book, Steal This <clears throat> Book. Yeah. Um, there was a brand called Cuban Counterfeits. It still exists. Cuban Counterfeits. I remember when it came out, I go, this is absolutely stupid because there was lots of Cuban counterfeits, but nobody called it that. So they did. So I decided, any Cubans? All the people that came in and asked, do you have any Cubans? Now, hang on a second. I've got a question for you, Dave, and I'm going to put you on the spot on this. You had to list all the cigars that you were going to put through the FDA. Yeah. Did you put any Cubans through? Yes, I did. Of course I did. did. And it's grandfathered, and uh, it can come out again. Will it come out again? No. I did it anyway, but no, it it completely did not work. And um, um, the Aroas made the cigar for me, and uh, it was a good cigar, three sizes, but um, it later became uh, Abuelo. Ah. So it can stay Abuelo, it can go back to any Cubans. (laughs) Do you have any Cubans? Yes, I do. And the guy would look at it and stare at it and tell me, What's the matter with you? Didn't find it funny. I thought it was cute. But again, it's a stupid name. I get it. Um, D-A-M-I-F-I-N-O. D-A-M-I-F-I-N-O. Hmm. Give me a good cigar. What kind? D-A-M-I-F-I-N-O. Hmm. Dumb. Dumb. Stupid. I'd like the any Cubans over that it's one. Insidious. No can do. Do you remember that brand? That was out in my early days. No can do. K N O C K A N D O. No can do. I feel like if you'd read them faster, this would be less boring. All right. <laughs> um, they were all fads uh, that well, came out with. You were thinking it. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was actually. <laughs> there was a brand called Insert Fad. <laughs> there was a brand. There is a brand now called Factory Throwouts. J.C. Newman. Yep. And they even said they fought their dad on it, and he's like, is, "No, this is going to be great. This is the stupid thing." Another brand I saw out there coming out for 2020, and apparently it came out the past two years, and I never heard about it before. I said, "This one's stupid." Jailbait. Jailbait, the 2020 limited edition. Not a good name, right? No. No, not a good name. Not in 2020. Not in 2020. (laughs) Uh, But we'll get to really bad packaging and stuff uh, later on on here because they just did as much to bad packaging as they did bad cigars. But can you think of anything that I didn't say that's terrible that's sitting on shelves? Or Um, that that you remember? Sitting on shelves. I was a little shocked that when uh, the folks at Davidoff came out with back to back, that the name doesn't say cigar to me. It doesn't. It's not all that marketable in my opinion. It does sell well, but it sells well, right? How much of it sells well because it's easy to remember, or is it because there's there were events around it and it kind of built up a name that way? But not a, I, 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 if I was in that meeting, I would say, yeah, not back-to-back. Back. Yeah, it's not a good name, right? But as I look through the whole store, and we saw this during the COVID-19 thing, that it was the re- really popular names that sold, the, the um, vintage names of a Romeo and Juliet. Or but, yeah, you got Romeo. Romeo and Juliet, and then you also have the Odyssey. Both are works from the same guy. One takes off, and the other one doesn't doesn't 
Well, it was a lot of money was put into Romeo and Juliet for a lot of years that it rolls off the tongue like Coca-Cola. So just do that with any Cubans. Let's see if we can make that the next yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, put, 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 put a lot of money in. Put, put, put up $100 million into that <laughs> and see what we can do with any Cuban. Any Cuban. And then they'll, and then all of a sudden they'll, uh, the um, Cuban embargo will go away, and then I'm screwed, right? I lose it all on any Cuban. No, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, th I thought it would go good, but it didn't do it. But in, in the, as it happens, I mean, you've been with me when I come out with a cigar brand over the years and things, and you sit around and you try to put a lot of thought into it and say, well, that's going to be a good idea. A lot of times people get this good idea, and then they go with it, and they never Googled it to see that it already existed. One of your ideas... Trademarks, all this stuff. One of your ideas that is stupid, and it <laughs> sells unbelievable by the handful, is the pencil. Yeah. Stupid name, stupid concept. And everybody here told me that before dumb, I went and did Dumb, 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 and it sells unbelievable, and the only one dumber than that is the carpenter's pencil, yeah. and we happen to not be able to keep them in stock. Yeah, that's how good they sell. You can come out with the eraser. <laughs> don't say that to him because a little square <laughs> you've heard that live here folks uh, can I take that <laughs> we'll have a meeting we'll have a meeting good answer see that's a good answer it's not going to stay there but a little like little nub like cigar yes. it's box press called box, the eraser the eraser Yep. All right. Can that's, we talk about that's this? That's actually too good not to do. Can we talk about this cigar while you're over there salivating? <laughs> that's a good friggin' idea. The only thing is we just sell it to a whole bunch of people. It's going to be the eraser, the wide eraser. There would be 10 different erasers, right? The marker. Marker. <laughs> right? I won't say the name then. Yeah, let's hold this until the commercial break. But what do you think? We're getting. I'm. I'm past the bulb at this point. I'm in the middle of the bulb. Yeah, right? I'm. Uh, I'm in the middle of the bulb, and this is where you hit the strength pocket. Mm -hmm. It kicks up to the next level. Yeah, very good. Cinnamon overrides the whole time. I tasted cinnamon the whole time. I've been going cedar. back and forth between black cedar. pepper. Yeah. The cedar is something that that is sort of your guys are known for mm. cutting the trees down the same day you're making the boxes and loading those cigars in right away so that the cedar oil is fresh. Good. It's very good. I think it's the best in the line for sure. 1118. If you've had it before and you say, yeah, it's all right or whatever, try the 1118 version of it. You want to pop. This one pops. For a lot sure. of flavor changes going yeah. on. Mm. All right. Okay, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we will come up with a bad name. Uh, having a bad name is one thing, but putting a picture on the box is another. Uh, there's been some crazy stuff over the years, and I'm going to share with you the worst, the worst cigar brands ever. We're going to keep talking about it until you stop listening. So either stop listening or we're coming back with more of this. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. 
Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, 
and Bloto Dioro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hi, this is Brian Charles, living in Bangkok, Thailand, Mr. Jonathan's favorite city. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Hey, what happened to Brian Charles? You went out to start a cigar bar and COVID-19 happened. Yeah, I think and- he's doing okay out there. I, I would like just uh, to say to anybody, at the point, let's say you have an idea for the show and, and you're sitting in the audience and your name rhymes with, I don't know, Edgar, and you have something <laughs> poignant to add to discussion. He didn't Don't want to wait until the break. <laughs> That's fine. When Dave starts spelling the names of the brands, it, like, oh, this is this is going to make it interesting, <laughs> and it doesn't. It falls flat. Is That's this, when you launch your ideas it, in, Edgar. Is this falling flat? I don't think so. <laughs> is this falling flat? I woke up and you were still spelling. It's C-L-E. C-L-E. Christian Lewis Aroa. All right. Um, so uh, there's, there's such a thing as a bad name, but then there's um, also uh, things that sometimes it's just too big, right? Is there such a thing as it's just too big? I'm not sure. Because that is gigantic. It's the perfect pandemic cigar. It is. And, and which, which to me... Pandemonium doesn't sound like a great not great name. Pandemic, pandemonium. But given asylum, the fact that Asylum already sells well, they're going down the rabbit hole with this, with the pandemonium. They, they're keeping it in that same... How about a rabbit hole? Is that a good name or a bad name? <laughs> I don't yeah. think rabbit you should hole. go... Rabbit. How, how is that spelled? R-A-B-B-I-T. <laughs> W-H-O-L-E. <clears throat> All right, Mr. Jonathan, let's do it. What do we got? This is the Asylum 13 Pandemonium. It's manufactured in Nicaragua for Asylum cigars. The size is 8.5 by 52. The cigar is a Nicaraguan Puro, meaning the wrapper, binder, (laughs) and filler are all Nicaraguan tobacco. It is not part of the Cigar Authority care package. No, it couldn't fit in the box. A single cigar will set you back $10.50. A bundle of 20 is $1. 
89.99 for savings of twenty dollars, or roughly ten percent off of the box price. You get about two dollars an hour out of this, or you can cut it in half and you got two robustos. Yeah, this is crazy. You big. legit have two robustos. <laughs> this is crazy big. The good news is it. This does, is the does, smallest of this. Doesn't three. look like a fifty-two with the yeah. eight and a so half inch. The challenge no. should be to see if we can get to the band in an hour. That should be the challenge. Who, let's see who, who, who can, Call that the, who can burn the band first. Well, it isn't going to be you because you'll be over there spelling the box titles. Is there it's, any need of this? It's almost like an obese Lancero. Well, we have it available in the 60 ring and the world famous 70 ring. Is it eight and a half? Eight and a half by 70. No 80. Not yet. Not yet. No, because that would be crazy. Don't give him any ideas. That would be asylum. <laughs> All right, it's time to cut this ridiculous cigar. It's time to cut our cigar. <clears throat> it's officially brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Yes. All right. It draws. Which is something, right? Of this big. It's a lot of tobacco on this. I got to say, I, you left me one of these before, and I did smoke it once, and I, it was an all-day sucker for sure. Yeah. This is um, the strongest blend in the Asylum family to date. So it's oh, 100%, good. 100% Nicaraguan. Oh, good. I'm looking forward. All-day sucker. Would Packs that be a, a good name? Good punch. All-day sucker? No. For this size? No. The all-day sucker instead of pandemonium? No. Pandemonium works. Yeah. If you were to if you were to take raisins and you know raisins they keep for a long time, but if you stored the box in the basement, there's a little bit of a musty raisiny mildew raisin. Not mildew, but it, yeah. it, it has that it has that umami that That's earth not a good word. <laughs> quality, and also the raisin like sweetness. If you got the raisins, butter them and spread them. On overcooked toast, not burnt completely, but overcooked toast. Spread it on there. Is that Toasty what you're picking up? Yeah, avocado uh, toast without That's lighting all the it. Rage. Without lighting it. We're going to light our cigar today with the Landshark by Lotus. This cigar, this lighter features uh, single action. You do have to flip the top by yourself. Bottle cap. Flick the bottle cap. It's a bottle cap top. Three Jets, double wall protection, and it does feature the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, easy adjustment. <laughs> we have a winner. All for the low price of nineteen ninety nine. That's the Landshark by Lotus. Are you playing along with us, folks? You know you are. So what's interesting about Dave making this big hubbub is, what did he say to us before the show? Look, we're not talking about this. This is a secret thing. Maybe in the second hour we'll allude to it. It's and the second hour. He's pointing out every single thing. It's the second hour. Maybe in this, and, and I didn't say a word. I hit the bell. That's all. I'm trying to help those that aren't paying attention. There's no maybe need they, to help them. Maybe they zoomed out after I was spelling names of More than likely. brand names or whatever. More than likely. Uh, it's bad. It's pretty bad, but... This now takes it to the next level. Real bad packaging. Uh, not just the name, but the image that destroyed the brand. The Hoffman House Boutique Cigar Company used a picture with a guy with a top hat and two naked children lighting his cigar on the box. These would be good things to show. 
but they back in the eighteen early nineteen hundreds. I don't know if that's a good thing it, to show. It, it's brutally bad. Yeah. It's brutally bad, and and, the, he, and he looks like a pervert <laughs> with the two naked children and he's got lighting a cigar. a cigar. Yeah, it looks bad. Are the children lighting the cigar? Yes, that's the worst part. They shouldn't play with matches. Absolutely, the Hoffman House. They shouldn't be naked. Would be the first <laughs> thing I would say. And well, Hoffman House boutique cigars. This is the first use of boutique cigars I could find out there too. R&B cigars had the saying, Daddy wants an R&B, and shows a little girl with her butt. She's reaching the, the box that's on the uh, bureau that's there, and her butt's coming out as she's reaching high to get the box of cigars, mm-hmm. and it says, Daddy wants an R&B. It's bad. You look at the picture, you look at the box, it's like, what the hell were they thinking? Is this in your browser history? It probably is. Oh, boy. Oh, probably Jesus. is. Yeah, you're gonna have to go, yeah, you're going to have to go clear that out for him. A New York company comes out with peeping toms with a picture of a guy looking at girls peeping. And the, the image itself looks so freaking bad. It's the back peeping, to the future cigar. Pe- peeping toms. There was packaging, Christmas packaging in 1905 of a brand called Compliments. This was complimenting the season, showing a little boy pissing in the snow. That was on the box. There's the little boy in the snow pissing on the snow. There's a famous yeah. statue in Belgium, is there not? With a beer, I think it's tied in with a beer. There's a boy peeing. Really? I think it's in, I think it's in uh, Belgium. That was big yeah. in fountains for a while. A lot of urinating children. And they're taking that. And they're taking down um, things of Abraham Lincoln. He says it. He says it like he studied fountains. <laughs> yeah, you know what? During, Tell us, Professor. During the Baroque era of fountains, <laughs> the little kids peeing was big. Now maybe you remember this um, exposed breast, starting with uh, Thor's in 1937 uh, breast. They would first come out with it with the breast showing, and then later boxes, the breast would be covered. Like in the first one's limited edition. Opus X. That's how Opus X was. First the breast was exposed, then the breast was covered up. Mm. Like a little Seinfeld moment. Here we go. Um, so that's what I got. That's it. That, that was better than the spelling. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Not by much, but it was better. Slightly. But the pictures of it were pictures worth a thousand words. I told you where they are, what they are. All you got to do is Google on, on somebody else's <laughs> Google. Uh, you know, when you go to work, do it at work, right? <laughs> and you're going to see these. Uh, but he's doing it right now. You don't it's, care. It's not coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Bad packaging. And we've seen it. We've seen it over and over. Um, I remember um, Aganis came out with a cigar, and it was very phallic of a penis. That would be phallic. It was <laughs> it was very penis-like, and that was the cigar. And I he I was presented to me to you should carry this, and one comes in each coffin or whatever. And I go, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. And he said, people will buy it, and I said, not me. I'm not, I'm not carrying it. I'm not going to do it. And but yet you bought Fighting Cock. I did buy Fighting Cock, but, yeah. but, but maybe it has to do with what Jim said. We were lucky to get anything in those days, and we said, all right, it's terrible, yeah. but I'll take it anyway. The soul like that was gone. Hmm. You've seen it, Edgar. You've seen a lot of crazy stuff. You remember that, right? It was, it was crazy. And there's more coming out. There's 
people are coming out with crazy stuff. And I thought when Asylum came out, I thought that was crazy. So now it's pandemonium. Pandemonium going right wild. It's P A. And D-E-F-O-N-I-U-M. Pandemonium. No, the They had to make the cigar long enough so we could spell it on the wrapper. So back to what I spelled. I spelled something for a reason. It was C-Y-C-O. Oh, Jesus. You got to friggin' go with C-Y-C-O. You got to do it again. Because it's not psycho. It's C-Y-C-O. But when you say it, it's psycho. So that's why I spelled it. But there was another one with K's in it, too, I think. Please don't make him go no, back Yeah, to there it. was no can Jeez. do. Right. <laughs> because it wasn't K-N-O-W, mm-hmm. but it says, you know, the way it's spelled out is, says a different word. And there was a whole bunch of other stuff I didn't want to, how, how long was I going to drag this on for? <laughs> uh, but I got an hour and 16 minutes out of it, so. Not bad. We've been doing this show for 10 years. What the hell are we going to do? <laughs> got to come up with some sort of stuff. <laughs> All right, let's get to we the matchup. We could have the spelling bee. Yeah, let's get to the matchup of the week. <laughs> Brought to you by VS. VS stands for versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. means versus, but stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Spelling bee brought to you by Aroa Cigars. Huh? That's E-I. Yes. Aroa. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, would you rather lose the ability to... To lie or believe everything you're told? Would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told? Tough one. Not tough, tough choice. At all. No. No. Well, lose, he's hard lose to believe, the, so I don't know. Lose the ability to lie. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? Um, liar, liar. Liar, liar. Oh, yeah. The guy couldn't lie, and he was basically screwed. <laughs> What are you doing in here? Do I look I'm fat in this dress? I'm my own ass. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> yes, you do. What's with you? Yeah, what right. do you do? <laughs> <laughs> the white oh, lie man. thing, you need the white lie out of respect for the other person or whatever. You need the white lie. Well, you could just say, listen, I, have the, I, I don't have the ability to lie, so I'm going to be quiet. Something That's a lie. That's better unsaid. Right? Correct. Yeah. So I'd rather be a mute than, than those choices. But you say uh, you don't want to believe everything you're told. Although that is bliss, mm-hmm. right? People that believe everything, they're happier than the people that don't. But what's the answer? Uh, you'd ra- I would rather not become a mark for everybody. So I'd rather lose the ability to lie. Definitely. You know, I'm getting to be of an age where I'll probably just say whatever's on my mind anyhow. <laughs> It's not a lie. Is anything different? Truth, right? <laughs> People aren't worth he lying He does to. that now. <laughs> Pretty close to it. Jim, Call same it. thing? Yeah. That's it? it? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, the after show. We have an after show after the show. If you want to stick around. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Edgar. It's not my contract. Jump into. I don't know what we're going to talk about, so maybe. Uh, dueling reps. Yes. <laughs> dueling <laughs> reps. Talk <laughs> Without naming names, you talk about uh, bad accounts or something like that. And, no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what we'll be smoking on the after show. Yeah, we're gonna start, I think we're going to be smoking this the rest of the day. Uh, not strong so far for me. Is it supposed to be getting very strong? Yeah, it's it, it's it's going to come into into play. Yeah, and uh, you're chugging away. This ain't your first merry-go-round on no, this thing. I like this. Ed, did you even light it up? Tell the uh, truth. Uh, not not yet because I I love the last cigar so much. Oh, you're still going to I'm it. I'm still going to it for He's now. A I'm going to get to Nobody this. sees to it. No, you're not. 
No, I am. You, you, you've lost the ability to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will go to it because this won't last me all the way through the after show. Oh, all right. So and you're I go. don't have, well, I have one other cigar with me, but I'm going to go to the big one. So those that are thinking a cigar like this, I will cut it in half and have two cigars. It doesn't work like that. No. You no. can't do that, by the way. Destroy the it wrapper. Un- and unravels. Yeah. It doesn't work. Not to mention, you you lose your flavor changes that you're going to get. So mm-hmm. I would imagine on a cigar this size that every so many inches, they're working tips that they broke off into it. So you have ebbs and flows, and I'll know when I get through the, the first inch here. But that's part of the whole thing about smoking cigars is being able to hit those flows and ebbs that happen in the blend. Is this something that a cigar bar should want to carry? Therefore, the person would stay all day? Correct. Buy more beverages. Well, yeah. You buy one cigar, but you're there for four hours, and uh, you got to call the Uber after. <laughs> yes. This is how many drinks are you going to have smoking this thing? Right, right. It's only a $10 cigar. I mean, if you, look at, yeah. if you look at the value of what this is going to end up being, it's going to be about $2 an hour. And a lot of cigars that come out in sizes like this are... Let's face it, they're boring. It's a gimmick stick. This, so far, it, the the blend is great. It has a lot of flavor. It has a little bit of strength. I, w- I would put it at a solid medium, maybe a, a straight five. But the, the flavors are popping. I'm kind of blown away by it. This is a, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to bring the 70 ring gauge, but. I appreciate you didn't. Thank <coughs> you. I can't, I can't lie. I'm <laughs> happy you didn't. <laughs> We, we can't do that. Um, we would call that a D-I-C-K move. Exactly. So if, if this manufacturer is listening, and there are, um, what should, and they're, and they're going to name a name, they're going to come up with something, what should the cigar name be? You know, what should they consider being that? Is crazy the way to go? Is an animal the way to go? Is it um, this tongue-in-cheek thing that can be looked at two different ways of the fighting cock and, you know, stupid things like that? Is that is that the way to go because it's memorable? Uh, should it be something that um, is hard to pronounce? Uh, El Wawense, for instance. Mm. I say it, and it rolls off my tongue because I spent a long time, and I'm so proud that I can say it. Can you spell it? No. no. G-U-E, G-U-E, <laughs> and which, which is said two different ways. I heard one time. Um, <laughs> listen, you remember Macanudo. So Macanudo was, before it was well-known enough or something, yeah. people called it all kinds of Macundo. crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh, as C-A-O, which was just three letters of they cow and all kinds of different things they, they end up calling it does that help the cigar brand because you have to actually work at it and then once you know it you know it and i remember el wawense i'll never forget it because it took me probably six weeks to get that thing down down pat and then they ended up changing it to wise man and i'm like oh geez thanks a lot after i got all this time into that well even even something you know people put their last name so you have garofalo and there's any number of ways that people try to say your last name. The cigar does sell, but it's not a, it's not an easy sell as far as somebody remembering it rolling off the tongue and, and being able to nail it. Even La Giana, I hear a variety of different yeah, yeah. pronunciations. Yeah. Uh, you know, I go back to Romeo and Juliet. Everybody knows it. Everybody can say it. Um, even taking Rocky Patel, it's Rocky Patel. They can say it. They know it or whatever. Um, 
is, is there a positive to that? If you were coming out with a cigar brand, and I'm talking to our audience too, what do you, what's the right thing to end up naming it? Is it something in English? Is it better to be an English name? Um, some people will say no. If, if you put it in Spanish language, it sounds more traditional and, you know, it's old world and it's, um, it sounds more that the cigar manufacturer would do it. But, you know, somebody like Rocky Patel, um, an Indian from India, coming out with a name in Spanish, he didn't do it. Then you take um, Fratello, we're talking about a Dominican guy doing it in an Italian language made in Nicaragua. You know, and he was bouncing around all over the place. Oh my, yeah. Um, where do you, where's the right thing to go? If I was going to make a cigar brand, if you were going to make a cigar brand, uh, where would you go? What direction is, is, the, is the winner? Because I did go up and down and look at all the cigars to try to say, here's the winning combination, and there isn't one. There actually isn't a winning combination. The biggest names are people's family legacies. You've got Aroa. You've got Perdomo. You've got Padron. Everybody tends to do it because they have a face for the name. But the legacy brand becomes the Romeo and Juliet, the Macanudo, the things that there isn't a person to it. Some of the biggest names that are Monte out Cristo. there. Right. Yeah. It's a book. You know, dude, I don't know. I think it's a 50-50. You know, this, this goes along with the Asylum brand itself, you know. Yeah, as far so as they, it they, plays they, into it. They're going to stick to that. Um, um, w w what's the one they have? Oblongata. Medulla oblongata. Yeah, yeah, part of the brain. Yeah, the yeah. left and right side. Yeah, yeah. Which t it doesn't sound like a good name to me. I think I'll name Medulla oblongata. Not good. It's not. But yes, it plays into, into that and it sells. So it works, but it doesn't seem like it's going to work. I don't think there's a... Um, I don't know. That's a way sort of, of of the folks at Asylum being able to keep their customer. So their customer is going to cheat on Asylum. They're going to cheat on it with Medulla Oblongata. It does stay inside the brand family. Oh, I'm going to try something new. Here's something new by, from a company that I already know and love. I think that that's, sort of, that's the sweet spot for a manufacturer that has a company like Asylum. It's a crazy concept. It's a crazy name. And they keep that craziness going from line extension to line extension. How about a brand that is not looked upon as a crazy brand, but a luxury brand? And then they'll take some of their sizes. They're hard to get, very hard to get size cigars and call them really disgusting names. And I'm going to put Opus X in <laughs> as some, some of those that they have some bad names of sizes that I think are terrible for the brand, but people search for them, look for them. They're limited releases, but they don't match up to me in any way. Yeah, it's You know what I'm talking about? Of course I do. Yeah. I have it written down in my notes here. I oh, was too scared to say it myself. There we go. So, yeah, it's something... Don't spell it. Embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Cliche. <laughs> there we go. Good. Good. It's my first bell. There we go. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Something to think about um, because they're always looking. And I, I talked to manufacturers before, and they spend a long time putting the blend together. And then they say, you know, the toughest part is naming it. That becomes the hardest part. Do you name the brand and then come with the blend? Or do you blend it, you taste it, and then say, okay, I got to get a name for this? I've always done it the opposite way and say, I want to make a brand called blah, blah, blah. 
and then try to end up finding it. But tasting a blend and saying, you know, this should be, and I got to imagine when they made a seven, a 70 ring gauge cigar, they said, okay, it's got to be have a crazy name to it. Or did he say, I want to come out with Asylum, and now let's come up with crazy sizes to Asylum. I don't know which way it ends up working, the chicken or the egg, right? Mm. Which is the right way to do it. Well, I think that's probably why manufacturers, by and large, go with their own names. Perdomo was available. Padron was available. Arturo Fuente was available. Yeah. It's their name. Yeah. I don't know. It's just non-creative. They sell. They sell. It's just, I don't know. I mean, even with, with Asylum going, Christian later comes out with Aroa, puts his name on it. It, because Camacho was not his to begin with. I mean, they bought Camacho. They bought the from rights. Southern, yeah. yeah. I mean, Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Hoy de Nicaragua on that originally. Um, I don't think so. I'm not no? sure. I don't think it was Hoy de Nicaragua. Okay. All right. Um, let's go to break. When we come back, uh, we have a letter in the mailbag to get to, an offer of the day, a classic three way, and maybe a bingo winner. I don't think so. But I'm, you may hear some more when we come back. Uh, we'll be right back and find out. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet-like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. 
The Laurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. See, Foundation would be a nice name of a brand where El Wawense, not so much, I think. But anyway, it always goes that way. We're talking about crazy cigar brand names. We're back. We're smoking the Asylum Pandemonium. Asylum Pandemonium. It doesn't roll off the tongue. I don't know. But you know what? It sells like hell, so let's take it. But I'm trying to look for the magic sauce here, and it doesn't seem to be. Speaking of sauces, if you ever seen the names of hot sauces, crazy mm-hmm. names too. Lot but of- they all tie in with the heat. So, you know, Smoke and Ass would not be a good cigar brand name, but it's a good hot sauce brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dave's Insanity Sauce. Yeah. That's another one. That's another one. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, so far, no winner here yet on the bingo thing, and I want to let you know that the bingo thing carries over. When there's not a winner, we just keep going. It could last weeks, or it could It's, le- it's not going to last like 500 episodes. No, so. no, no. It's going to be two, three weeks or something. Something's going right. to hit. Um, 
there's, I believe, 700, I believe is the number of how many people are in there, and they're all randomized. There's no two alike, but it's possible two or three people could win at the same time that have the same ones going across, depending on what they are. Uh, and it actually shows us on our calculations how many the possibilities of how many people could possibly do it. Um, very interesting randomizing thing that this does. Um, but it's going to be the first person to take a picture of it and then send it to the address that it says on the card. And then we look at the timestamp that comes on. That person wins the last cigar smoked. If we had finished right now with the cigar we're smoking here, would be the Asylum 13. You'd get the, uh, the box of what we smoked at that time. If it goes on, uh, listen to next week, we're smoking uh, three different Padrones. Oh, nice. Uh, the week after is great cigars too. So, you know, you don't know what you're going to get uh, or if you're going to end up winning, but you got to listen to all this ridiculous thing because towards the end, during a commercial, you never know where this thing's going to fall out, fall into. Um, well, you can just throw it away and not pay attention to it or whatever. Just having fun. Um, okay. Um, next week, I believe uh, we're going to have a new segment having to do with the mailbag. But right now, you have something you want because they talk bad about me. Is that what you want to do? Go ahead. It's Frank, all right. Frank writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hey, Mr. J. I have a bone to pick with Dave. There we go. He's always throwing shade at Vegas as being a bad place to smoke cigars because they taste bad and burn poorly in the low humidity. As a Vegas resident who almost exclusively smokes outside or in the car, believe me when I say, that's a bunch of crap. The reason... In the car would be better. <clears throat> the reason I that, just don't have a car when I go there. Go ahead. The reason that Dave's cigars suck in Vegas isn't because of what the atmosphere does to them. In fact, the reason that his experience isn't as good here is the fault of the cigar industry and Dave himself. Mm. First, he's smoking 30 a day for manufacturers trying to sell him at a convention. That's actually an understatement. Yes. Uh, which even for Dave stresses the palate. Yeah. These convention cigars aren't in prime smoking condition either, having just made a trip from Central America or Miami via the mail or other means that are not climate controlled. True. And let's not forget... The stuff that Dave can control but doesn't. He undoubtedly he is undoubtedly dehydrated, which dries out the palate and mutes his sense of taste. Of course, he's generally uncomfortable in the dry heat, which can <laughs> you know, it's all true, but yes, <laughs> I am dehydrated and uncomfortable in the heat. It's all true. Go ahead. Which makes the skin crack, hair break, and gives visitors a general sense of misery. Why do you live there? Especially a husky fella like Dave. Ah, and now, especially now in the summertime. I, I am I was not to be made stout. sport of here. <laughs> All we do in Vegas is drink our water, let our cigars rest for a week after we receive shipments, we store them correctly, and we let them acclimate to the climate for an hour outside of the humidor and cello before we light them. They burn a little faster, but they burn good, and they taste great. Man up, Dave. Drink your water, quit your bitching, and enjoy cigars in Vegas. Hell, I'll buy it for you the next time you're in town. Cheers. Frank. Frank. <laughs> Funny Frank. <laughs> the sun Husky. must be getting to him. See, Frank is oh. something you don't want to name your cigar Frank, because that would be... Copyright infringement? No, it's... A Frank is a hot dog, is a... No. Dave, that, that husky seemed to hurt. Did you have to shop in the, uh, I did, the husky? I was going to say stout. I did stout. shop in the husky department, and uh, I was proud of it, damn it. Remember Tufskins? 
tough skins from Sears. Remember those jeans? The, I don't. The patches. They had husky was one of the sizes. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. They came with patches already on. on there the was knees. A, there was a whole department for me, the husky <laughs> department. Short, stout, adult. It was towards the back of the back of the place in the corner, dark it was area. An afterthought. Yeah, and it would be we'd walk in and oh, right. my mother'd be with me. We're looking for some pants for him. Uh, oh, you would go in the husky department, and I put my head down and walk in the back, <laughs> and that, and then I would shame eat on, when I, on the way home because I. That's what happens to us fat guys that you make fun of us and then we eat even more because we're shaming. It's terrible. Don't fat shame either. That that has to go away. Fat shaming. Okay, let's get to the Don Raphael offer of the day. Um, Don Raphael offer of the day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And today I'll give you a hundred dollars. Call everyone you see for the next forty-eight hours. Skippy. <laughs> what do you what do you call people that you don't know their name? Do you have a name that you go to automatically? Um, I don't know. Chief has got to be the worst. Chief, one. I hate yeah, Chief. I, I like hate Chief. Boss. Boss. Those those Hoss. are the, the Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts go tos. Chief right. and boss? Yeah, if it's a male employee. Otherwise, Bro. It's sweetie That's... or honey. If it's a female employee. Okay. But Skippy. That's a bad one, right? That's yeah. bad. Skippy? So you work the next two days. Hey, what's up there, Skippy? Yeah. Cheech? I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I could get away with it. Yeah. Not, not with his mustache. <laughs> right. How much is the offer? 100 bucks. 48 hours. Every person. You get home and you say, hi, Skippy, to your wife. I, I don't think I'm going to do that. No. $100? Yeah. Does today count? Yeah, starting right now. Right it'll now. be 48 hours. All right. Yeah. Skippy, huh? <laughs> Go to see all your accounts and you say, hey, I it's wonder if you want to buy some of this, Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was a bit David Letterman did where the kid behind the counter at a, the deli down below had to say, uh, next time bring your sister, you hump. Like he, would, he was saying it in his ear. This is what you have to say. And this big, huge biker guy comes in and he says, uh, all right, when he bring him out, say, next time, bring your sister, you hump. And he goes, all right, next time, bring your sister. And Dave's yelling in his ear, you have to say you hump. And he says it to him. And the guy turns around and almost decked him. Yeah. What did you say to me? Next time, bring your sister, you hump. <laughs> wow. <laughs> From a husky guy like you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's a bell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Now you don't get it. That's all there is to it. No fat shaming. We're getting off the fat shaming thing. following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hey, guys. I had an idea for a topic that I feel many people could benefit from. I went back about a year's worth of shows to check and see if it had been done already and didn't see anything, but I do apologize if I missed it. I think a discussion on the best bang for your buck smokes would be helpful, especially in times like these. I know we all enjoy Atabe, Byron, Davidoff, or Padron 64s, but not everyone is comfortable shelling out that kind of dough on a regular basis. The criteria could be something like cigars that smoke better than their price point in regards to flavor, construction, and draw. I know for me personally, I would put the Nesta Miranda Special Selection, the Perdomo Law 23, Foundations Charter Oak, my favorite mild cigar, and Padron 1000 Series on my list. Just a thought. Keep up the great work and stay smoky. Jay from Connecticut. 
That's a good one. Yeah. Let's yeah, do that. Pass that down to Dave Hill. So th- the interesting thing would be that it can be so we can first start off with, say, $5 cigars and then go through them and then later go to $7 cigars because and go all the way up right. because there is a best bang for your bucket at $15 too, right? You know, you could take the price points you used in the survey. Okay. Right? And so we could come up with things that match those price points. There you go. So one of the guys that works here tends to say to the person, what's your price range? Yeah. When, they're, when they're saying, I need to get some cigars, what's your price range or something? And they'll say what it is. And then he takes them over to what he thinks that is. Okay, what's your strength profile? He does good. I worked with him uh, the past few days and does a good job with, um, I don't know what, what, what you want to call it. Customer service? Yeah, but it, it's more... Um, Qualification. Qualificating, right? Qualifying the customer exactly what, what's right for them. Uh, interesting to, to watch the layup of how that ends up happening. But what he's doing at the end of this, once he qualifies exactly what they're looking for, now he's looking purposely for customer service for the best bang for their buck based on the information that they gave him. So some guy says, okay, I like to spend $7 on a cigar. I don't want to spend any more than that. Okay, we we going to take him. Guy doesn't, he's looking for something with some body to it or something. And he mentions Padroni Anniversario series. Yeah, there's something there for him right. that you, you'd want to go to at, at that price. Uh, you say, I want something eight and a half inches by 52, and I want it to last four hours long, and I want it to be about $10. Here you go, the <laughs> Asylum 13 Pandemonium. Best bang for your buck. Yeah, there aren't that many cigars that meet that spec. Right. <laughs> nope. So, interesting. Uh, yes, we will do that. So, uh, that's on there. Oh, hey, I'm looking for content, so thank you for that. Um, and I don't even think he made fun of me there at all. So, that's good. No. I, I like that. Um, You're awful sensitive. <laughs> no, I'm all right. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> all of a sudden, you're against fat shaming? Well, now I lost 50 pounds and I'm all the more they're calling me fat. When I was 50 pounds heavier, I wasn't getting it as bad as now I'm dropping. Well, now you're in the, you're in the range. Yeah. Now it, <laughs> heading towards the not, zone. It's not, it doesn't hurt as much. It's not so obese. You can't right. make fun of him. Oh, my <laughs> God. He was so huge. I couldn't say anything. Right. Now that he's down to husky, he's got a target on his chest. Yeah. It doesn't look like you just gave up anymore. Yeah, I still like stout. <laughs> All right, so the, if you can shame, shame another 50 pounds off me, maybe, yeah. that would be good. That would be good. All right, you want to uh, yeah, do another uh, mailbag? we got some time. All right. Uh, Brian writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com with respect to dry aging. A few weeks ago, Jonathan mentioned a Bring process. Bring us to Las Vegas. It's dry there. The cigars <laughs> taste bad. No, I'm just kidding. I'm good. <laughs> a few weeks ago, Jonathan mentioned a process for aging cigars that I did not quite fully follow, but including a combination of in and out of a humidor. Is there any way you guys can message me on this process, which I did, but he was not the first person to write in on this. So the basic premise of this is you dry box the cigar for two months, and then you put it in the humidor for one month. So there's your three-month block. And you're going to do that three-month block four times for the course of one year. And you'll two months out. Two oh. months out, one month in for a full year. And your humidifier is still set at 70, 68, 65? I have mine set at 62, which Nelson okay. said was fine. All so, right. uh, Yeah, but out for two months, in for one what, month. What you don't want to do, I want to tell you, is 
Put the humidifier at 80% humidity yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's been out for two months, and that's when you got big trouble. Yeah, you're not going to smoke this for a year. So get a box of something that you feel comfortable aging, something that's maybe slightly out of your comfort zone strength-wise because you're going to smooth that cigar right out. So say you have an electronic humidor plug-in, right? Could you take your whole humidor, unplug it for two months, plug it back in? The problem with that is that there's cigars in the humidor that I want to smoke, and I'd rather not smoke uh, Tinder. Yeah, because two months. I mean, I'll off. swipe on Tinder, but I'm not going to smoke yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get to the classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as $1.50, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes Classic the most affordable, premium, handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. All right, Jim, you know how this works. Closest without going over. We're going to say something, and you're going to put the date down and write it down. Ed Sullivan is our champion. Yes. Sounds right. Of course you are. All right, I have uh, four and one tiebreaker. Today is July 11th. Yul Brenner, Russian-Swiss actor. Do you know who he was, Mr. Jonathan? Uh, no. Really? As a bald man, you should know who Yul Brenner was. You don't. I know who Telly Savalas is. All right, he was before Telly Savalas, but well, Jack. What was that uh, movie? Was it Westworld? The movie that- King and I. He was in um, Ten Commandments. He was born in Russia. Um, him and Telly Savalas made bald a, a thing. So bald men should do, should be a statue for Yul Brenner for the bald people because now it's cool to be bald. They're the reason why. Anyway, he was born today. Yul Brenner. What year? Ed Sullivan. I'll go 1924. 1924, Jim. 21, 1921. 21. They're both over. It's 1914. 1914 for the point. It's 20. 1920. And Mr. Jonathan gets a point. And it goes over to Jim. Giorgio Amarati. Italian fashion designer. American gigolo. Amarati. Armani, Giorgio Armani. I'm Irish and I know he that. Adds, he adds syllables whenever the hell he wants. <laughs> Can you spell Armani? Yeah, just spell that. A R M. I'm kidding. No, we're not. Giorgio Armani, Italian fashion designer, American gigolo, born in Italy today. What year? Giorgio Armani. Um. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your time. 1944. 44. 1922. 22. 1931. 31 for the point. It's 34. Ed Sullivan gets a point, Jim. I'm big on fashion. Did you see the shirt? Obviously. Obviously. Uh, Jim, you're down. You got two more questions, and we got to go to a tiebreaker. That shirt was designed by Georgie A, not (laughs) Giorgio Armani. (laughs) Armandi. Uh, This goes to you, Mr. Jonathan. Richie Sampora, American guitarist for Bon Jovi. 
and boyfriend of Cher and Heather Locklear was born in New Jersey today. I, I don't think there's a P in there. It's, it's probably not Sambora. Sambora? Yeah, I like Sambora. that better. Sambora. All right. You, you know him, you love him. You can't live without him. I'm going to go 1945. 45. Playing it safe. Uh, I'm going to go 1955. 55. 10-point swing there. 1954. 54. 55 will take it. Ed Sullivan, it's 59. It's uh, and that's our first wrote too. So Why I get didn't a you point. go? You get nothing. You get nothing <laughs> for that. May God have mercy on your soul. He's making me nervous over there in the corner. It always looks easy when you're watching on Doesn't it? and listen to it, but here you are in the thick of things and you don't do it. Uh, last question over to Ed Sullivan, unless we get a tiebreaker. You're winning two to one uh, to zero on Jim. Um, you think politics is tough now? Vice President of the United States, Aaron Burr, mortally wounds, former Secretary of State, Alexander Hamilton in a pistol duel. Today it happened. What year was that? I don't know. Pistol. We'll take a guess. <laughs> Hamilton. What number of president was he? I don't know. Four. Aaron Burr shoots the Secretary of the Treasury, Alexander Hamilton, in a in a duel. They don't do that anymore. 1881. 1881. Good luck, Jim. 1876. 1876. 1791. 1791 Probably because you like the musical theater and watched Hamilton many times. There we go. So it's two to two to zero. The bad news is you're zero, but you still can tie it by two points on the last question. So it's possible to happen here. Yeah, it's All right. weird rules. You shouldn't even be in this we've, round. Yeah, we've made are. we've made up this rule years ago. Okay. And it's over to you. So you're going first. Future baseball Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth makes his Major League Baseball debut as a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox today. Earns a 4-3 win against the Cleveland Naps at Fenway Park today. What year? Uh, first Babe Ruth. First Babe Ruth. 1911? 1911, he says. I don't even follow hockey. But no. 1919. 1919. 1911, I'm going to show you a little something so you didn't learn nothing today. I'm going to relight my cigar. So what I'm doing is toasting the cigar like I did before, making it all happy and all toasty on one end, and it's ready to go. And instead of sucking in, which you normally do to light a cigar, I'm going to blow out a few different times over the flame. Yeah, he's just going to blow those ash particulates over the flame. Particulates. That's right. The word of the day. 
and the cigar's lit, and what I didn't draw, which wasn't going to happen anyway because the cigar's so damn long, but you don't want to end up drawing in the soot that you end up doing. And that's why a cigar usually tastes lousy after you relight a cigar because you're, you're drawing in all the mm. soot that end up happening. So you blow out. This one, you got something out of this thing anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Well, after an hour, I have a Toro left, <laughs> which is good. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm getting down there. I got a lot of cigar here. I'd say it's a three-hour smoke. This particular cigar is yeah. definitely three hours. Yeah. Three hours uh, anyway. Three I smoked the 70. That was in at least three hours, three and a half hours. So I learned today, we did an after show a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we had somebody that wrote, didn't write in, actually went on to um, the Contact Us page of the thecigarauthority.com. Did the speak pipe. The speak pipe, they call it. Bad name for a cigar brand, speak pipe. <laughs> right? Yeah, Bad name. Terrible. It'd be speak terrible. Pipe. Depends on how you spell it. It doesn't matter. S P E A K. How about speakeasy? Is that better? It, it might be, be better. Right. Yeah, but speak pipe would better be better for gin. <clears throat> but anyway, she she talked on it and she told us that she was thinking of opening a bourbon and, and cigar bar. cigar bar, and um, we talked about it and gave her our ideas of what we thought, and um, I hadn't heard it, anything until this morning that uh, she's coming up. She, she applied. Yeah, she, she applied for a job at Two Guys Smoke Shop, but she lives in Ohio. In Ohio, so it's a long commute. As long as she's not late, that's all that matters. It's a long commute. Be late. Is she going to be around for next Saturday's show? Or I have no idea. She's meeting with somebody to have an interview, mm-hmm. and she's coming up and interviewing. And uh, you got to be kidding me, but. So okay. she listened to some of the advice to get retail experience? I said get a job at a cigar store. I yeah, didn't, mean didn't mean our yours. cigar store. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. Love to have you. But uh, long, you know, that, that requires moving, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, she, it seems she's damn serious. So uh, maybe we get lucky. She comes up anyway, and if she stays... For a show, we bring her on and uh, sure. interview her on the show. Would that be an interesting thing? More She's interesting than way. the worst cigar brands spelling the worst cigar <laughs> brands? <laughs> it would have to be. Uh, okay, what do we think here? Asylum 13, um, not overly powerful to me. I it's was not a strong cigar. A lot of flavor, though. A lot of sweetness. Kind of a molasses thing going on. A little bit of pepper. Not a pepper bomb, but... Yeah, very subtle. Subtle, yeah. Subtle pepper. Beautiful burn. I'd smoke this. That I wouldn't, you know, you, you want to, you're going to be outdoors for a long period of time or something, and you, or you only like smoke if, one cigar a day. If you're running a marathon or something, this will last for a lot of that. You know, my doctor always says to me, how many cigars a day do you smoke? And I lie to him and say three or something. But if, if I say three, you want one, and I pulled one of these out, <laughs> you know, I, I better start asking that question differently. Well, see, they don't know. Right, that it makes a big difference. Yeah, you know, I might have eight, but if four of those are half Coronas, right? So Ed smokes a lot of cigars a day, but they're all very small. If you smoke these, you'd probably smoke two cigars a day, if that, <laughs> if not that. even. Right. So it depends how big is it. You know, because they used to ask cigarette people how long, how many cigarettes do they right. smoke or something. It's nothing to do with each other. Nothing. Nothing. What do you think? You didn't even light it up, Ed Sullivan. Oh, you did? Oh, I did. I'm not as far along <coughs> as you. Yeah, I would uh, agree. I mean, it's got great flavor. It's, I, I'd say, 
medium, even low end of medium, but I expect that to build as I get through the cigar. I it would, hasn't built all that much. No. I mean, as far as the, the strength goes, but it, it it's a flavor bomb. I, honestly, I wasn't expecting much because it was so cartoonish in length <laughs> and a bigger ring gauge, and I'm pleasantly surprised by what's happening here. Burning good. It's well construction of, of a cigar that long to be constructed that well. Pretty That's damn good. good. Yeah, right? Hey, nice burn. Jonathan, mm. um, there's a follow-up. Was that question from Aaron about the uh, dry boxing? Uh, Frank. Frank. No, Frank nope. was the Frank. first one. Well, but... Yeah, Aaron says, Mr. Jonathan, first, thank you for replying to my email. He did send one. Brian's the one that made it on the air, yeah. but all right, yes, Aaron he did send said, it. He uh, said, please clarify how to handle dry box if the humidity is 80% outside of the box. Ah. That is a little tough. <laughs> that is a little tough. Uh, air conditioning. What I did, because my I turned the air conditioner off in my apartment or turned the, the temperature up a little bit, so I was bringing the cigars into work, and my office is the, what can the heat system for my office controls the humidor downstairs so it's always a little cool and a little dry right so i was just storing them at work because the air conditioner is on all the time here or maybe during the summer what are those little packets desiccants is that what they're called that absorb the ones that say don't eat these these. i wouldn't put them in contact with the cigars but maybe that could get some you know in a box really what it is is it's just about movement you're trying to move humidity around so Mm. In the humidor, out of the humidor, I think you're going to be okay if you're running air conditioning. If you're not running air conditioning, just don't do it during the summertime. Try to time that out or take three months off of your dry boxing and use your humidor to keep the humidity out of the cigars. All right. That's it. Asylum Pandemonium. Surprisingly good. Thank you. Surprisingly, uh, for a cigar that big, it made me nervous, but I'm going to smoke it all the way down. I like it. Next week, Padron makes three lines of cigars, all extremely popular, but how different are each from the other? Some are round, some are square. Some say they are all the same. Could it possibly be true? We're going to dig into Padron's next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible, other than a spelling lesson, you learned nothing during the last two hours. But always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.